Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's always good when we can begin the podcast with you coughing blood into a handkerchief, Alice. Man, what a week. And by the way, I, I fear that you thought that tonight as I was losing my bleep that, that everything was going sideways, as happened earlier this year. And it, that's not the situation. Le- legitimately... A hundred little things today have gone terribly wrong, including some that kill me. The fact that I went to the supermarket and got pre-made salads that said $1 off at the register, they were already two for five, whatever, and Mm -hmm. I didn't make sure the kid scanned them, and he didn't scan them, kills me. The fact that that your dog ate that calzone I ate a bunch of it. Kills me. I ate a bunch of it, and then I threw it up 10 minutes ago, but so... It, it kills me. The little things kill me. And plus, it's just the house is trashed. It's been a hell of a week. We've been We're getting our son ready to go to camp, right? Camp, like, which means I a- have to like. Uh, obviously, this is like little stuff, but this is how everything goes. Is it's like I went to log in. I know he's had his physical within the last year, so I go to log in to the portal online for his pediatrician's office, so I can download his little immunization record and whatever. And they've changed their portal system, so I can no longer log in. So right. I spent an inordinate amount of time on the phone with them, giving them all of our children's dates of birth and information all over again. And now she has to have the pediatrician who wasn't in today go in tomorrow and upload the things into the new system so that I can have the form that I thought would just be there. And then we still get the speeding ticket thing, which is... Uh, There's a thousand, thousand things. There's no, a thousand people things. don't want to listen to this. I know, I know. Well, I'm just saying it's a holy rolling cluster F. And it has been since this morning when we did our first All You Can Eat podcast. It's already... Uh, uh, right. It's already... It's a, and I'm not saying this to guys to say uh, we're exceptionally or exclusively really busy because i know that you guys are too and it's just i'm just saying that holy jesus and now we're having more kids which is just I'm, it's perfect oh, we're really blessed heart attack though, actually. Soon enough. <laughs> um so um but it's just it's just one of those things um okay so that's what i wanted to get that out of the way do i want to go right into stuff Okay, 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 let's start. I think we should go right into stuff. Okay, there was a start. surprise new Tucker episode tonight. I watched the whole thing, you see? I watched the whole thing, too. It was good. Biden's a dictator. It was good. That's what it is. Yeah. He, he, he spent was... 12 minutes tongue-in-cheek saying Biden wasn't a dictator. <coughs> Biden's a dictator. I should have probably hit mute on my end, too, here, because it's just a distant, distant <laughs> cough. Distant coughs. Um, yeah, it... It was very funny. I like Tucker getting to stretch his legs and like mm-hmm. be kind of a humorist, which is really where his heart lies, I think. Um I think it 
could have been done more effectively if his production was a little better because some of the stuff like I could see where he was going a bit where he's saying um I don't know you guys should go watch it obviously I disagree with you about the production well I thought some of the things I mean I don't know I could see where he was going with like the Ashley Babbitt thing right away when he was saying like people would be allowed to like if he were a dictator, people wouldn't be allowed to protest and they would be getting arrested by the feds years later for a peaceful protest against him taking power, right? And, like, I can tell that he's going to do the January 6th stuff, but I think it would have been effective with the Fox level of production where you have, like, he could be, it, you know, split screen with a picture of the January 6th protest and like videos of people being arrested for that. I no, I totally think you're missing the point. I, th- I I think the pared down version is exactly what he wants and exactly what Musk wants. It, he doesn't want to look like TV. Well, Musk doesn't have any say. In he anything. is giving Tucker's giving a visual fireside chat. That's what he's doing. Right. And so I think that's, that's huge. I think that's but great. I think him having to go in and having to explain, like, just ask Ashley Babbitt. Like, I I felt like there was a little more exposition than would strictly have been necessary if you'd have had the visual. <laughs> um, but it is interesting. And it, I think it's interesting you said, like, what Musk wants. Like, so this is a funny question. I don't think Musk has any say in what tucker does because they have no arrangement other than you know like whatever however people make money on twitter um right but i think musk wants people without multi-million dollar studios to be able to do shows and feel comfortable doing it well i think he wants both um you know i I think he wants anyone to be able to do it both with a multi-million dollar studio and not but most people aren't going to have multi-million dollar studios and he (laughs) wants everybody to have a show just on his yeah, but he also wants the pros on there doing like quote unquote real shows, right? But here's where we get to kind of the point because what was interesting about this, his lead into this whole thing was the Fox Chiron um, that we did. You and I talked about offline a bit and has been in the news, but I don't think we talked about explicitly on the show. No, kind of a throwaway item, but let's play yeah. a little bit of Tucker. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. On Tuesday afternoon, the Biden administration had Donald Trump arrested. It was a pretty big news story. You may have seen it. Just before 9 p.m. that night, as part of its coverage, Fox News ran two live video feeds next to one another. On the right, Donald Trump addressed his supporters in New Jersey. On the left, Joe Biden spoke at an event for the Secretary General of NATO in Washington. Beneath those videos at the bottom of the screen, Fox's banner read this way, quote, wannabe dictator speaks at the White House after having his political rival arrested. Those words were up for less than 30 seconds, but the effect was immediate. Inside Fox, the women who run the network panicked. First, they scolded the producer who put the banner on the screen. Less than 24 hours after that, he resigned. Something worth noting is that that Chiron went up at 8.59. So that's yeah. a Chiron going up. A rebellious uh, flare going up during Tucker's show. Mm-hmm. That's his time slot. Yeah. And, um, and it, like he says on here, it was up for a very short time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and he gets into it here where he talks about, you know, he, he's, we roll, yeah, play yeah, a little, play a little more, play a little more. Signed. He'd been at Fox for more than a decade. He was considered one of the most capable people in the building. He offered to stay for the customary two weeks, but Fox told him to clear out his desk and leave immediately. Then the company issued a public apology for the 27-second-long wannabe dictator line. Quote, the Chiron was taken down immediately, Fox's PR department said, and then added ominously, it was, quote, addressed. (laughs) You know why he was told to take his stuff and leave immediately? Why? Because I'm going to wager that he has got a gig already at Tucker Carlson Productions. Yeah, in Maine, USA. I'm gonna also wager that he potentially had a bunch of uh, employee emails about Fox News Corp's DEI initiatives. I think that is accurate, and we'll get to that in a second. (laughs) But that was all true. But it was not enough to save Fox News from the ensuing scandal. For a time in the rest of the media, Fox's assessment of Donald Trump's arrest seemed to overshadow Trump's arrest itself. 
Suggesting that Biden is a dictator, declared the Washington Post, quote, cross the line. Alexander Vindman agreed strongly. Vindman is the perennial MSNBC guest and full-time Ukraine promoter you may remember from Russiagate. On Twitter, he demanded that the Pentagon pull Fox News from all military bases. It is, quote, absolutely unacceptable for American Forces Network to carry programming that directly, spuriously, attacks the commander-in-chief of American Armed Forces, Vindman wrote. In other words, Joe Biden must ban all criticism of himself because that's what non-dictators do. So it goes on from yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, And then he does other, it's all the, he's not a dictator because, right. and then giving examples of things that Biden has obviously done. Um, you know, it's kind of a bit it's um yes obviously but i did think it was interesting that his <coughs> entry point to all this was the fox news chiron and specifically criticizing how fox news handled it saying the women who run fox news mm -hmm. and um you know it, essentially calling them wimps for you know immediately right. firing people and you know handling the situation uh I think that, it, and what has sort of been under the surface here with Tucker for a while is that Fox News is at legal war with him right now. Yes. Because their position is that he is still under contract. They are supposedly still paying him. And their position is that while he is under contract, he is not allowed to do a show for anybody else. Right. He's got a non-compete. He's exclusively theirs to the right. end of his contract. Right. However, Tucker's position and his lawyer's position and Elon Musk's position and what they're going to argue in court, um, because Fox is going to take this to court because Tucker's big enough that it's worth it to try and punish him for this, is that recording yourself in a video on Twitter talking about things that are in the news is not working for a competing news company. That he doesn't work for Twitter. He's not employed by Elon Musk. He's not producing a show for Elon Musk. And he has free speech, like anybody else in the country does, to go onto Twitter and say what he thinks about what's in the news. And that's going to be... I mean, and, and as far as I know, nobody has seen this contract, actually. It's all just like reportedly about the contract. Mm. So a lot will depend on the details of the contract. <clears throat> you know, how much Fox News has in the contract control over his like social media presence. And but clearly, like Tucker has obviously built into that contract because he's still using it. He has control over TuckerCarlson.com. He clearly has control, at least over his social media handles. Right. They haven't. The Tucker Carlson social media handle hasn't become the Fox News Tonight social media handle. So he clearly has some ownership and control over that still. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what can happen because I've seen a lot of lawyers apparently saying that Fox News is in a really good position. If they're paying him, they can continue to pay him out of their out of the contract and keep him from saying anything until 2025. I think that's a really interesting free speech issue. To say that you, you're you not allowed now to go online and talk about the news in a general sense. Like, he's not working for... He didn't go get an MSNBC gig. He didn't even get a Daily Wire gig. He's just on Twitter with a video camera talking. How is that... How can that be, like, not allowed by your... Con it's, a, it's an interesting situation well, in I my mean, opinion if he were a cartoonist and he leaves the paper he's not allowed to just continue being a cartoonist and put them on or hand them up for free the the, the feeling is that they feel that the tucker's content is proprietary to them and that he can't distribute anymore i mean that's what i would think they would they would say and that he was exclusive to them and so now he's still under contract and distributing and it's Tucker monologue content. It's Fox News kind of content. Is it, though? Well, it's a little more dangerous. He wasn't calling Lindsey Graham gay <laughs> on his on Fox. Um, but 
I mean, I don't know if it is in a lot of ways. If you have like a, I mean, I don't know how cartoonist contracts are structured. I think generally cartoonists are probably paid per item nowadays, I would yeah. think. Um, but I, um, you know, I, I think it's a tough thing to say that you can't go talk on Twitter. But it is a show production. Now I'm now I. Is it? Way, he's I, in his. He's on his own property in his yard <laughs> in a shed. Like I'm just you know I obviously I'm on Tucker's side and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think that that they they could say that people pay play pay for Tucker's. They paid for exclusive <laughs> rights to Tucker's political dialogue. Right. And that's what's going out there. And you, he's competing with them now. Because people subscribed, opted into Fox News for Tucker. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, but they're not... Yeah, but you can't get any Tucker cards content at fox anymore right but fox bought the right to say if, if they can't get you here they can get you nowhere the, i think where the where the where the loophole may be is that there is a twitter's not in direct it's not and tucker doesn't work for them right but they're not in d direct competition with fox it's not like this is cnn right this is the free digital platform. Yeah, it's also not Facebook. It's also not uh, even, like, he's not even on the radio or on, you know, he didn't ink a deal like Steven Crowder did with Rumble. You know, and I think they're relying on that to say, like, look, I'm not working for a network. I'm just on Twitter like I was, this is me. And I, I think it's it plays into that, that he's calling the show, or whatever we're calling it, Tucker on Twitter. Like, his position, essentially, legally, is to say, it's just literally me being on Twitter. Right? Yeah, no doubt about that. But at the same time, he's on Twitter doing Tucker Carlson. I mean, but doing he's Tucker not doing Carlson, fly doing Tucker Carlson is him stating his political opinion, which is like that's like the most protected protected speech of the First Amendment, right? And 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 companies have a notoriously hard time in the courts actually enforcing a lot of. Um, a lot of these types of clauses, like non-disclosures, non-competes, non-disparagement clauses and stuff, they're very difficult to enforce because people do actually, like, have freedom of speech. So, if J.K. Rowling, under contract from her publisher for two more books, just recites a book on Twitter, is that okay? Because she's, that's what she does comes up with stories. Should we get to the other Fox News um, situation? Sure. And since this is... Um, since this is... Um, guttural, I'll let you do it. Um, okay, so as I alluded you to... Know what, you know what it is about you right now that makes you so likable? <coughs> what? That I'm suffering? No, no. It's that because you've just been through much, so, so much suffering. Because I, I could hear you, you know, forty-five minutes ago, just hurling your head off, and now I think you're so battered by it that you're at a certain plane of peace. It's, <laughs> it's very likable. <laughs> okay, I'm glad it's likable. Okay, so um, Matt Walsh this evening has a breaking news story. Uh, he has obtained from Fox News employees uh, the documents of Fox Corp celebrating pride by encouraging employees to read books about glory holes, supporting a group that gives sterilizing hormones to homeless youth, and uh, they have deployed woke AI to monitor their employees. 
So this is why I mentioned earlier, I think maybe Fox should look around at people they've recently forced to resign for stupid reasons and see if there's anything they can come up with that might be a security risk here. Um, so Matt Walsh says the documents we're about to show you were produced by Fox Corp, the parent company of Fox News. They are presented to Fox News employees when they log into their employee portal. Under the heading Support One Another, Fox encourages employees to donate to the Tre- Trevor Project, uh, the LA LGBT Trevor Center. Trevor Project, among other things. It's a big trans thing that everybody mm-hmm. cites uh, in really without, without any uh, credence that, you know, one in three trans kids is going to kill himself unless you let them mm-hmm. do anything they want. They also have a sexually explicit chat room that connects children as young as 13 years old with LGBT adults. Oh, the kiddos get to talk to the adults? Then? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the Ali Forney Center, which they praise for rescuing homeless LGBT youth, uh, admits on Twitter and its website that it gives homeless young people cross-sex hormones. The LA LGBT Center, which Fox calls unstoppable, has posted a video of a mother surprising her trans daughter with their first dose of hormones. YouTube removed the footage for terms of service violations, but a screenshot's still on Twitter. Uh, if you scroll down in the Fox employee portal, employees are encouraged to expand their perspective by reading books by trans activists, including a memoir titled Ferris about a precocious boy who would grow up to become a woman. Contains information that's important for Fox employees, uh, like an early scene explaining what a glory hole is. Uh, the Fox endorsed book also details the author's graphic description of having uh, something in his mouth. Uh, Another book that Fox leadership encourages its employees to read, Red, White, and Royal Blue, is about a fictional gay relationship between the Prince of Wales and the President's son. It contains a dialogue calling America a genocidal empire. The book, which Fox suggests will expand your perspective, also quickly devolves into gay erotica. Fox leadership doesn't just put out books for the employees. They suggest a pride rainbow-filled kids book with a character who comes out as a unicorn, presumably symbolizing coming out as gay or trans. Uh, recommends their employees listen to podcasts like Query and watch various TED Talks about LGBT life. Elsewhere on the portal, workers are encouraged to attend a Ben and Jerry's powered pride event at the New York headquarters of Fox News. Oh, nice. Not all Fox employees are happy about it. Fox Experiment did with a solution to monitor employees' commitment to DEI. It's an AI platform called Escalera, which tracks employees' commitment Uh, Fox leadership told employees to sign up for Escalera so the AI could help them engage in activities that will deepen their understanding of identity and explore more nuanced DAI concepts. Oh, my goodness. It reminds me of Intercom (coughs) when I worked there about 20 years ago Um, for for, uh, WRKO. One of the managers, you know, through a vendor, got this program where you could check in every, like, 10 minutes to input what you were doing mm-hmm. to help them better create efficiencies for you but really was to see how much you're working or exactly. not working yeah exactly and a lot like- of companies do this now and like a lot of companies one reason a lot of companies are trying to push people to go back to the office is they've invested a lot in cameras in their office so they can see what you're doing Oh, too, while you're there and a lot of them track like how you're spending your time on your computer if you have idle time if you're really doing stuff all you mean like it, that. from behind the vpn like yeah. the company's vpn yeah yeah the so, companies but the so company would, can do that stuff like on your computer your company computer like even remotely and actually like on your phone as well if you install like the microsoft teams and outlook and all that stuff like on your phone then, which, like, in this day and age, you basically have to do because people are, like, looking for you. I don't know. It sucks. It's but, the worst thing. Slack and So, But listen to this. Escalera says, this is the app that Fox News is, empl- is having its employees download. Escalera pulls in data from various sources, including the email and payroll systems, and generates a peer comfort index and diversity index based on how often the employee practices micro-affirmations. So it looks at your email, sees how often you micro-affirm your coworkers, and then uh, gives you a score of how uh, kind and diverse you are or whatever. 
One of Escalera's key functions is to influence decisions involving personnel. They can calculate an attrition cost that different divisions could suffer if they fail to promote DEI. Um, and, you know, Matt Walsh goes on here talking about he's found some Fox News employees on social media that are like very, you know, all for the DEI stuff and like essentially hate Fox News, hate Trump, all that stuff. Right. So the point being that like Fox is essentially enemy territory. I do not think that it's a coincidence that he came out with this story the same night that Tucker came out with the surprise episode where he slams Fox also. No. Same here, but the, the only thing is, is that who's going to pick this story up if not Fox? Daily Wire? Yeah, definitely. Tucker Carlson? Yep. No, absolutely. But not Fox. No. The only thing is, but, but it does put a weird pressure on like Hannity. Hannity doesn't care. Well, I know, but it puts a pressure He's like on like a hundred years I, I old. I would think that I guarantee you mm -hmm. that if they haven't done the show, well, they've already done it now. But I guarantee you that Gutfeld says something, uh, something meta about this. Yeah, yeah, like he said meta things about Tucker a little right. bit. Um, I also think Gutfeld is probably not long for Fox News. No. Um, he's too much of a wild card for them a little bit. And he's got a hit night show. Right. And, you know, he, like, does comedy tours and stuff. He's doing his own thing, mostly. Um, and he just, he doesn't toe the line like people do there. So, I don't know. I mean, interesting to see. I, <coughs> I think, um, I think it was last year. Maybe even the year before, during Pride Month, Fox did that. Do you remember? It was like on one of the earlier in the day shows, but I think maybe Dana Perino was on it, and they did like a celebrating Pride thing where they showed the story of the trans family, yeah, we the play family that? with like, the trans we, kid. I know we played it last year, but didn't we play it a couple weeks ago? Mm, I don't think so. Not on here. I, I must think. have done it on my other show. But um, but yeah, like I, I think the writing has been on the wall with Fox. For a while, just because they are a big corporation and they're doing their thing and they don't want trouble and, you know, and, and like any big corporation where you have an HR department and marketing departments and you hire a lot of people with college degrees, <coughs> you're going to be like overrun by these crazy people in short order, like the longer you go on like this, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sorry. I was trying to find that. And, like, you just wonder how much do the hosts even, like, how much do all the hosts, like, really believe all the stuff they say or not? Do you know what I mean? What do you mean? I mean, I think some of them, like, I mean, like, I think um, Gottfeld's a pretty independent thinker. Obviously, Tucker was. But I, I don't think that all the hosts are necessarily like super ideologically conservative. Not the way like people at the Daily Wire are. Not like Candace Owens or Matt Walsh or Ben Shapiro. Well, no, because a lot of these people just get better jobs coming from NBC, NBC yeah, or just, CBS or they're just whatever news anchors who are fitting in with the corporate culture. And the corporate culture at Fox is like to kind of be what you know your dad thinks right wing is but not they're not like ideological people generally most of the hosts and stuff i don't think right with, with a few exceptions obviously but but i i don't think i think people have a misconception that everybody in the building is this like crazy right winger and i just don't think that's anywhere close to oh true. no of course not it's manhattan it's you know it, it's it, yeah no way no way you know, and it's probably even less so now, like, no Roger Ailes, right? And like, During this Pride Month, KTVU has been highlighting... If you saw me walking down the street, you... This is the same one Fox News ran. Think mm -hmm. anything this was like, what, last year? 14-year-old Rylan Whittington yep. is a typical Southern California teenager. Kevin Cork. Uh, <laughs> and the Whittingtons, along with Mom Hillary, Dad Jeff, and Sister Brinley, are a typical family. The only difference, though... In Ryland's eyes is what this family can mean to the tens of thousands of kids under 18 who identify as transgender. We put our story out there so people could... 
Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. See that like there's another family out there that is going through what we're going through or there's another family who's proud of who they are before Ryland could even speak he managed to tell his parents that he is a boy i could just see it before it, it he wasn't could even trying speak. to be a brat it was like painful it was truly painful for him to have to wear feminine clothing and and for us constantly telling him that you're a girl and unlike some trans kids when Ryland came out at age five a few years later he, he what what happened he what at age five came out at five, a few years later. Okay. He had the full support of his parents. Initially, there was some pushback from us in yeah. trying to understand this. We were confused like most people are. We thought that gender and sexuality were the same thing. It took us a while to figure out that those two things... Okay. Well, check, check back and then in our the... five-year-old educated us about the gender-bending unicorn, and we learned that everything that all of humanity has known for tens of thousands of years is just a dumb, ignorant mistake. Thank goodness. Now we use the Glory Hole app. <laughs> okay, so that's... Uh, okay, can I get to something else? Sure. All right, we've been talking about... I did discuss this in this morning. Talking about... Um, we talked about the story in um, Hartford of the mural mm-hmm. that says it's really just it's a painting on a road that says Black Lives Matter. Uh huh. So what happened was since Juneteenth is coming and and that that's the that's <laughs> the highest it's holiday Black of Black Lives, Lives Matter, Matter Day, yep. right? Um, that they wanted to make sure that the mural says Black Lives Matter is redone and beautiful so what they did is repave the road mm-hmm. invite local artists in from the community to paint black lives matter again on this road which now they've blocked off so it can't be used by As the way a our road the firefighter best- mentions uh has been closed down now so emergency vehicles can't get through there mm-hmm. but so the road's been blocked off and it says now it says black lives matter what was your question I was just going to ask if the general question, are roads really the best place for uh, holy murals for your religious movement? Black Lives Matter, Alice. Okay, well, okay. maybe walls. Black Lives... Traditionally... No, Black Lives Matter. I'm it's a, pretty it's sure. It's a definitive statement. It, there's no use to try to limit it. It's like LGBTQI plus. Yeah. Okay. Black Lives Matter. Yeah. I'm not incorrect here. the The word mural comes from mm. the Latin word muris, which means wall, because no. that's a good place to have it because people don't walk on it. Black Lives Matter. Drive on it. You don't seem to understand. Step so, on it with their feet. Right. So here's the thing. So there was one more. I forgot what it was, but all these like Christians got captured by I don't know someone bad like Turks or whatever, and um. They were all asked to, like, step on the cross to mm-hmm. be able to, like, enter the city. And a bunch of them were martyred because they wouldn't do it. It just, it seems, like, so backwards to me. And I know in, like, Near Eastern culture, feet in particular are seen as, like, right. profaning. But, like, I, I Did just... Did you not hear about George Floyd? Okay, but I'm just wondering because it just seems odd to me. Eight to minutes. put your like religious mural Eight on minutes. the ground where people walk and drive, like it seems like an odd choice not, to start with. Stand I, up, don't okay. shoot. Not mean anything. Okay. To you. Okay. Hands up, don't Hands shoot. Hands up, don't shoot. Yes. So anyway, so they brought the artists mm-hmm. back in because it's 
Juneteenth is coming. So you get yeah. a newly paved road. And so there's some dude, late at night, there was video that came out today showing three people walking towards the crime scene. Yeah. Some dude drew a swastika in some racist language, uh, like 88 Heil Hitler, whatever. Whatever. It's, so mm-hmm. Now, the original video that came out had only showed the guy, the other two people who were uh, obscured. Those other two people have now been identified. They're brown Thank people. Thank goodness. Oh. Yes. Oh, oh. Right. But thankfully, the guy with the spray paint, we think, was a white person. So we're good. So anyway, so he did his he did his little thing, and with the with the writing on swastika, and of course now the media is all in, and you and I heard this this morning. Mm-hmm. And this is, I made this my show today, just the distance the media goes to really it's really brainwashing and conditioning people to listen because they use they talk they use these stories these news stories. And say factual things, the stories like journalists would do, what, who, where, how, when. But then they slip in the spiritual prose. Right. But right in between the conveyor belt full of facts on the ground. So that it also gets laundered through as an absolute just true thing. Just a true thing. Mm-hmm. And I've got a couple of examples. These are all three three uh, Hartford reporters. Reporters. This will be part of my stock and trade going forward, by the way. Okay. Uh, here's Brittany Schaefer of News 8. Listen to what she says. Now, a team of artists immediately painted over this mural, removing the act of hate, and actually transformed it into love with a heart. Oh, <laughs> they transformed the act of hate into love. That's remarkable. Before that, wow. she had said three suspects were suspected. Uh, police were looking at it. It was done at approximately 8.54 p.m. Um, witnesses saw something. And then this, also this factual statement. Now a team of artists immediately painted over this mural, removing the act of hate and actually transformed it into love with a heart. Wow. They transferred the hate, Mm -hmm. which is not necessarily a journalistic word. They transferred it into love. Yeah. Not Not trying to editorialize here, just the facts. Just the facts. Brittany Schaefer, live from Hartford. A group of artists transferred, just so you know, mm-hmm. just so you're straight, everybody out there, that what was there was hate. Yep. What there is now is love. love. It's been transformed. It's been transformed. Transfigured, and I am if you Brittany will. Schaefer, reporter. So I've seen this with my eyes. This is not speculation. This <laughs> is not me editorializing. This is not my opinion whatsoever. Just as factual as everything else I've said is they've transformed hate to love. Mm-hmm. They just have. Okay. Next is Rob Polanski from Channel 3. Okay. Got recently, Ready for Rob? He recently got uh, um, a um, promotion. His is just an offhand comment. This is fantastic. Hartford police have arrested a man who they say defaced the city's Black Lives Matter mural. Can you imagine this man now faces? What? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? He just finished a story about a murder. <laughs> that doesn't get it. Can you imagine? This gets it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh, my years in journalism defacing a mural, a, a street mural. Oh, but people on the left actually think that defacing a Black Lives Matter uh, mural is Alice, actually like this worse guy's than murder. Certainly worse than carjackings or drug dealing. Dead kids, one hundred six thousand rapes. None of those got a. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine? Well, you can't imagine. Yeah, I, think- I can imagine. I can imagine graffiti. In fact, people do it everywhere. I can even imagine right. racist graffiti also been done. That's right. But for him to have to add, add that in there, just mm-hmm. so you know. In other words, this gets a special... Have they ever like looked under a middle school desk? Because this- I bet right. they can find stuff just can as bad right there. You figure in a city that's now spiking in murders and rapes... All of the sexual assaults, none of those get it. Can you imagine? Nope. Nope. No. Carjackings, nope. Nope. The guy gets attacked by a guy with a sawzall for trying to save his catalytic converter. Nope. No, can you imagine? 
only when it comes to mm-hmm. somebody spray pe- some insane person who's homeless. By the way, they've arrested all. Is these it people a homeless too. person? Yes. This reminds me of when the, um, Can you imagine? they found that like homeless derelict person who like used a pride flag to relieve himself. Oh yes, and it was like just oh, some that black gets, homeless dude in New York, and he's like charged with hate whoa, whoa, crimes. Whoa, yeah, that does not get it. Uh, I think during we Pride step, Month, we we're not quite, carefully. we haven't quite entered Juneteenth season yet, honey. Ooh, that's a tough one. Pride Hartford month. police have arrested a man who they say defaced the city's Black Lives Matter mural. Can you imagine this man now? <laughs> I hate to editorialize, Lisa, but I just have to speak up. Can you imagine? No, no, I hear you, Don. I'm going to say what I'm going to say here. I'm taking my stand. <laughs> Can you imagine? (laughs) Holy God. The mural, which first debuted in 2020, was in the process of being reimagined and repainted. (laughs) Sorry, uh, Matt Austin of NBC Connecticut. Is reimagined a journalism word? It's being reimagined. That means, in other words, something pixie dusty is happening. Mm -hmm. Something good. Magical. Just the same way they changed hate to love. Mm Mm-hmm. Because somebody put hate on the love. Can you imagine? This is how they do it, though. And a lot of them probably are just as scared, but but this is how you wrap editorializing into news. They're reimagining. Right. Like, there's no such thing as reimagining. And shut up. There's no such thing as reimagining. Yeah, it's paint on the street, you guys. Like, right. It's really not. By by the way, and I was Mm -hmm. listening to some Patrice Colors today Uh talking about the Marxist origins of of Black Mm -hmm. Lives Matter. I have a question for you, Alice. Okay. If you've got a movement inspired by Marxism, so we can say communism. Mm -hmm. We'll call it that, sure. That's on the floor mural, ground mural. Mm Mm-hmm. And you overlay on top of that a symbol of Nazism. Mm-hmm. Which ones cost more live lives? Communism, communism, or Nazism? Uh, probably communism wins out on that one it's with all communism. the great leaps forward and stuff. Yeah. Exactly, it's about a hundred million human lives. Mm-hmm. I'm not downplaying the Nazis. Yeah, but, I think if you count, like, what, all World War II deaths, if you give them all those, mm-hmm. it's, what, like, 60 million or something by some estimates? Well, sure. But, you know, so... But yeah, communism easily has 100 million. Right. So, by as far as I'm concerned, if you're going to say that putting <laughs> the swastika on the Black Lives Matter mural get earns a can you imagine, the other way around also earns a can you imagine. Oh, yeah. If we're going to be celebrating these things with origins that are dark and deadly and historically, we're all into history now, right? Oh, yeah. So much context. Right. Well, it's a not a good street. Right. I'll just say that. <sighs> all right. Should we get to the Chelsea? Um, I have a couple more items that right. I want to bring well, up. One is that, uh, speaking of crimes that are okay and not okay in New York City now, there's another guy who's now been arrested for killing someone on the subway in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, this is reported by the New York Post. This guy, um, the, this guy who's been arrested happens to be a gentleman of color, actually. But an ex-com was harassing people on a Brooklyn subway and he punched this man's girlfriend in the face. They started fighting and he stabbed him and he died. And he is now being charged with manslaughter and criminal possession of a weapon. The guy whose girlfriend got punched in the face. Yes. And then got into the fight with the guy. So he's now being arrested. and He has a, you know... The, the guy who punched the woman is has a criminal record and everything. Be, like most people do who punch p- random people on the subway. Like right. they just shouldn't even be there to start with. Like 
But um, a strap hanger was stabbed to death on a Brooklyn train. He was an ex-con who'd been harassing a couple on board, punched the woman before her boyfriend knifed him in the chest, police sources said Wednesday. De Victor... I have no idea how to say this last name. Udrago, 36, was hassling other commuters on board a northbound J train approaching Marcy Avenue in Williamsburg when he started arguing with Jordan Williams and his gal pal, sources say, during the clash. Um, Udrago of... Bedford Stuyvesant socked the woman in the face, sources say. Then they tussled on the train and had each other in headlocks at one point before the younger man allegedly pulled a knife and stabbed the other twice. The wounded man stumbled out of the train and onto the platform. Officers responded to a 911 call about the stabbing. He was taken to a hospital and pronounced dead. The couple stayed on the train but were tracked down by police at the Chauncey Street Station. Williams of Hollis, Queens, was charged late Wednesday with manslaughter and criminal possession of a weapon. The woman was initially in custody as a person of interest but was released. The couple did not know the man prior to the clash. Cubs are viewing cell phone footage from the scuffle. Uh, The ex-con, the guy, did time in state prison in 2009 for a robbery in Queens. Right. He was sentenced to three and a half years, paroled in 2012 to immigration. It wasn't immediately clear whether he was deported or where he was from originally. Uh, and they're essentially saying that this man, Jordan Williams, his attorney is saying that um, he shouldn't have even have been charged. The man punched his girlfriend, was threatening passengers, right. etc. Let me ask you something else. You take the subway in New York. Are you not bringing a weapon? I mean, it seems like the thing although i mean like you're in a bind i guess the answer is just apparently don't take the subway in new york because you either have to put up with people freaking punching you and your loved ones or if you bring the means and defend yourself then you are gonna go to jail like i don't like what's the good option here because every one of these videos that you see where there's some like crazy insane drugged out homeless person harassing people on a train everyone's always like why doesn't anyone do anything you couldn't talk to my girlfriend like that i'd do so well like congratulations then you're gonna leave the train in handcuffs because that's apparently like what the thing like do you remember when new york charged the shopkeeper who Yep. But did he shoot a guy or knife him or what? I forgot. But who was armed robbing him at the time. Like, it's just incredible. Like, New York has decided that, like, actual criminality is totally fine. But, like, doing something about it, that gets you punished. That's right. It's Which is really why. And it's, like, a systematic thing. You know? I do think it's interesting they did it to a black man also. Like, nobody's safe from this no. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter you can be the right skin color or the wrong skin color or whatever like you're not allowed to defend yourself from insane criminals just taking over the subway so that's one thing and then um i wanted to bring you a happy story because oh, i know nice. you'll like this and um this woman locked her account but fortunately i thought ahead and screenshotted these <laughs> tweets because um the happy news is that people are going to have to start making their student loan payments again soon yes and this woman molly mcgee tweeted out her uh student loan payment once forbearance ends before you go any further okay what does tom shattuck feel about molly mcgee she's not hot oh no okay i don't think so Thank you. Um, so she tweets out her little student loan statement. Your estimated monthly payment after forbearance ends is going to be $1,298.83. And she tweets, student loan repayment is more than my rent and due starting in October. At POTUS, how do you expect Americans to pay this? Well, I have news for you, Molly, which is that Americans are going to be paying it either way because Americans are already paying the college that amount. The question is, which uh, Americans have to pay it? You who got the college degrees from it or the rest of us who don't have a college degree from it? How do you expect Americans to pay this? Student loans and their interests are a class tax on people with working class heritage. uh It is antithetical to the American dream. I like working class heritage, too, because she's a white woman. So I think that she on the privilege scale isn't really 
like winning. And right. Okay, that's that means that she like she's Irish. But she has working class heritage. Right. Oh, that's good. I like that. She has working class heritage, and uh, then she tweeted. A short time after that, God, I'm starting to think that being poor is something that happens to you at birth and you can never escape it. I teach at an Ivy. I'm a New York Times bestselling editor. I have a novel coming out and I'm still so effing poor. It's embarrassing. That's great. (laughs) She goes on. I teach at an Ivy. Oh, that's beautiful. She's probably like one of these adjunct professors that doesn't, whatever. I don't know her situation. Being poor sucks. There's things you can do about it. I hate to tell you, Molly, and well, whatever. Um, <clears throat> she goes on to tell us because she started to get hate. Like I said, now her account is now locked. So she started right. to get a bunch of people saying, uh, no, it is actually like possible to do things about being poor including not taking on debt that has a $1,300 a month monthly payment that you are not in a position to repay well right and yes and you know you know it's funny also by the way she's not going to have to pay that because all the student loans have like a bajillion income-based repayment options where, I mean, you're like in indentured servitude yeah, but for also, life, but they'll lower hey, your payment. Hey, Joe Biden, this, I can't afford this is too much. You know what? We also can't afford our loans. Yeah. At POTUS, help. But, and our loans are for things like a house and stuff, actual things that we got. We've got things. Right. And you know Why what? are our loans more noble than our loans? Oh, well, and you know what else is like, okay, like many people... Our income suffered during COVID, not for nothing. And you know what we did? Did we sit here going, wow, being poor just happened to us. It's impossible to escape it. Is We're historically working class. I know. We're more than historically working class. I was in freaking Home Depot four nights a week doing night shift stocking shelves to not be poor. I was in working in restaurant kitchens to not be, but I was literally working class two years ago. I mean, like, what, what are we doing here? I'm, uh, what did she say? What it wasn't historically, it was, uh, oh, she has working class heritage. She has working class heritage. I'm sorry. So, and for him went out and got other jobs until we could pay our stupid payments on stuff because that's what you do when you take out loans and stuff happens to your income is you find ways to pay by the them. way how like reparations movement is that too yeah. 150 years ago my ancestors before now i'm working in the ivy but 150 years ago my ancestors i'm a new york times best-selling editor what's a new york no, times yeah, best-selling I mean, editor point, by the way like, i'm a new york times best-selling editor and i work in the ivy that's me now but i'm gonna sw- do a switcheroo and let you know you're really looking at Isabel uh, Windsor uh, Trafalgar in 1850, who's working class, by the way. <laughs> I come from her. So remember, when you attack me, you're attacking her. And by attack, I mean making me play, pay my loans. Then she says, all the right-wing trolls think that they can roast me. But what they don't understand is that I'm the eldest daughter of a Southern Republican. El Mao. My guys, my dad hates the government so much he won't even take city water. Trust me when I say I have heard it all before. You know what that means? I mean, she hasn't heard it all before, and she is it being roasted, and she is being bothered by being roasted. It means she's still a child with daddy issues who's yes. mad at her dad and is taking it out on us now for some reason. What's the difference between younger leftists and older Republicans? Well, for one thing, we're your kids, and we've been listening to you for our whole lives. You, on the other hand, have not been listening to us. In my oh. eyes, that's the competitive advantage. Maybe the fact that you publicly call on the President of the United States... <laughs> To make it so you don't have to pay for the products you've purchased. Incredible. And then she finally, this is her last one this morning before she locked her account. I grew up in the rural South, so I know that men are out here driving massive trucks, wearing cowboy hats, pulling in six figures, talking about working class values. Give me a break, dude. Just call yourself a white supremacist and move on. Here we go. There you go. (laughs) There you go. I have working class heritage, but I'm a good person, so you should pay my student loans, whereas you can afford a truck, and so you're a bad person, and because you don't vote the same way I do, you must be a white supremacist. I deserve a life of ease. I'm doing all the right and good things. 
Before so that should be that series of screenshots is going to be my reply to anybody else who tells me that we should pay anybody's student loans. I'm right there with you. This last bit of breaking news, I just want to I just want to play this Catherine Herridge rap right here. Good evening, Nora. A senior U.S. government official told reporters there is no evidence to date the U.S. military and intelligence agencies have been compromised, but a number of federal agencies have been hit. Tonight, senior government officials are racing to limit the impact of what one cyber expert is calling potentially the largest theft and extortion event in recent history. American targets include multiple federal agencies, including the Department of Energy, plus Johns Hopkins-affiliated hospitals in Maryland and Florida, Georgia's statewide university system, and the Minnesota Department of Education. British Airways was also hit. Officials say the hackers are part of a cyber criminal gang called CLOP, believed to offer operate from inside Russia. They've started releasing Ukraine. There we go. So anyway, just breaking news. I wanted to let people know. Nice. All right, Alice, what should we do? Um, we should head over to the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline where people leave us messages on the chat chat. Uh, it is, of course, brought to us by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. By the way, new um, All You Can Eat podcast. Oh, yes, this there morning. is a new All You Can Eat podcast. That was a lifetime ago. That was this morning? That was this morning. Oh, man. Our kids are going to get to say that they came from a working class. Did they have working class heritage? Yes. Well, we have working poor. Where are the working poor? <laughs> so money has passed through us <laughs> and around us, but it does not stay with us. Hi, Steve from Aramac. Hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. Just an addendum to your discussion about the Juneteenth. Uh, on today's episode, mm-hmm. I distinctly remember as far back as the early 2000s, uh, the late, great Tony Snow huh. uh, discussing the Juneteenth. It was either on Fox News Sunday when he was hosting it or it was when he was part of a panel discussion or something. And, and actually, it could have been when he was substitute hosting for Rush Limbaugh, wow, now that I think of it. But he was talking about the Juneteenth and, you know, wouldn't it? be a potential for another sort of national holiday to recognize um, the end of slavery and, you know, the impact of the Civil War and that sort of stuff. And I, and I remember at the time I had to go look it up and, you know, I, you know, therefore, thereby when, when it happened, you know, in the, after George Floyd, I knew exactly what it was, mm-hmm. but um, it's been around for a while. And I think it started to be recognized as some sort of a, uh, an important date as uh, early as the 1940s but I could be wrong on that. But anyway, thank you. It's been a thing in Texas, certainly. Um, You know, that everybody celebrates because it's the end of slavery in Texas. That's when Texas found out about the Emancipation Right. It's not like, it's not the date of the Emancipation Proclamation. It's when Texas found out. Right. Or even, there were other states that still had slavery after that, too, because the Emancipation Proclamation didn't, well, um, there were, free slaves there were, in loyal there were states. Northern states. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a long story. Let's not get yeah. into it. But it's. But yeah, um, it. Miss Tony Snow, he, he kind of invented being the press secretary who would just flame the media because he was a hmm. Fox guy. He was really good. You probably don't remember him. Nope. He was too young. Yeah, he was really good. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Um, hopefully by Sunday, I will not sound like this. So I apologize. For I think that, people but... like your post puke attitude. There's My certain, beaten down, destroyed. Yeah, certain certain airs, sense are, of peace that I airs are gone. Certain airs yeah. are gone. Well, that's good. I hope you like my post puke attitude, guys. You know, is what it is. Um, yeah. If you want to join us for the live chats, you can do that at Patreon.com/slash Burn Barrel. Of course, if you prefer listening for free, I get it. Believe me, you can do that at BurnBarrelPodcast.com. was born ready (laughs) (laughs) five four three two one
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.